Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about how to be restored. In other words, how do we move on from past sins that keep bringing us down? How do we move forward without dealing with the guilt and shame and all that kind of stuff it brings along? And maybe even reinvent yourself a little bit as you go into 2023. You ready to talk about it, Fuller? Let's go. I just have one thing to say. We're already pretty far into 2023. We, well, but we're recording though, bro. Second week. Like, this is like February. All I know is I am doped up on chocolate and caffeine right now. So you it's going to be a fun episode. I think you had almost that whole bag of chocolate. Well, okay. Okay. So so, so we're going to banner about this. All right. So right. after last episode, we yep. went upstairs. Yep. And we're just talking, hanging out with Janelle like we, we, we do. We do our typical thing. You know, go get in the second cup of coffee, you know, kind of talk, chit chat a little bit. And, and, and. How did somehow Sister Wife was brought up? We brought, well, we were talking about, we're, how, no, how, no, no, what no. We, were talking we were talking about the Chosen, and Whoa. then we were talking about the Mormons. <gasps> That's right. We went from Chosen, and then the Mormons, the LDS church, and LDS which church. led to Sister Wife. And then we went down a very fast rabbit trail. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was bad. It was like because a we, half hour long. Okay, I will say, I remember you years ago were like, dude, do you watch Sister Wives? I'm like, no, why do you? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're an idiot. I get am it. I, am I an idiot now? I get it. Because <laughs> Beth is a sister. Now, Beth wasn't a long time. Not you guys. You guys have been invested. Janiel has been I've only been invested for about four years. But Janiel has been That's invested longer than long Shiloh's time. been on Earth, bro. That's, That's true. Called, we call That's that true. an investment. That's true. That's true. And so Beth has probably been in uh, maybe a year or so. And I'm like, why are you watching this crap? Like, this is just weird. Like, it's weird. And then I started watching it and went... All right, I'm hooked. <laughs> because you're just sitting there the whole time. You're like, you're just like, it's literally you're watching a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. B- big time. It's like, how how are you guys not seeing this as a problem? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So while we were talking about Sister Wise, yeah. I drank my entire cup of coffee. So did and I. I ate pretty much the rest of that entire bag of that mega bag of M&M espresso. You did that. I had another cup and a half of coffee. And then you, wow. now, now I've had a half a cup of this apple cinnamon tea. I did not refresh my water, so I probably get through this episode. Yeah, I need to. Like, I got I got a half. A but if I got the burps, I, I apologize because yeah, I had a lot of m and A lot. Oh, I mean, I'm a snacker. It wasn't like the little. Okay, so you think, okay, the regular. No. Bag, no, this was like the mega no. share size bag that he was eating. Yeah, those aren't going home with you tonight. <laughs> My they're stomach's going to feel weird gonna by the end of this episode, gonna, man. They're going to be gone before you get home. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that brought up the conversation of... Should, and now, I will say, Janiel has been asking for us to do an sh- episode on that topic... Polygamy. For years. We're talking about polygamy. About yeah. about how do Christians handle polygamy? Like, what do we do about it? And, and we're both like... Maybe eventually we'll get around to it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe soon. Maybe soon. So... But yeah, it was maybe uh, hopefully you guys will come back before we do that. Yeah, right. So it it was an interesting conversation, but it was a good conversation. It, it was a great conversation. And know what else was a great conversation? What the conversations that happen in the Facebook group? Wow, <laughs> you just did a Mark Hyde level <laughs> plug on that one. Yeah, I did. So if you haven't already joined our Facebook community page, Real Talk Christian Podcast Community. Yep. You should go there now and do that while you're listening to this episode. I will say there are some MVPs in that group who have been stepping up. Like like our friend from da- – oh, no, 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 no. I apologize, Marlene. Marlene from New Zealand, which oh, remember when yeah. we asked, like, wait, how do you spend your Christmas? And she was, like, at the beach with, like, fish and chips or something like that. And yeah. I'm like, that sounds glorious. Yeah, can we come? Give me dress <laughs> with little little umbrella hats. I don't need I that. I just want the fish and chips at the beach. But, man, that sounds legit. Like, Actually, I don't want – I want the. I want to be on, like, the deck – I don't want to be on the beach. I want to be on the deck. Oh, okay. Do you sand. like sand? I don't like sand. I'm not a big sand guy either. I don't. I, the, no. Coffee shop out right outside where I can l- overlook oh. the beach. Oh, Perfect. man. When Beth and I were in Florida on our vacation, we were doing a dolphin, like like a dolphin tour or whatever. Yeah. Super cool. But before that, we had like an hour, hour and a half. So we went to this um, little tiny lunch spot and it overlooked whatever. It wasn't a gulf. It was like an inlet going into the gulf or whatever. Yeah, right. Oh my goodness, that was amazing! Yep. Like, like, like we saw like a, a pelican, we saw a blue heron. The fish were all swimming around. We're like, this is just dope. Like we're so, just we're just literally on a pier. So no, the coolest thing, so right? Cool. So earlier in 2020, it was, I think it was May. It was it was it was right before my anniversary. Uh, we went down to uh, Indiana and we went to the Creation Museum and the Ark. Wait, try that again. You went down to Indiana. Well, we're we, in Indiana, okay. bro. 
Southern Indiana. We went down to Indiana. Went down under to Indiana. Down to the southern part of Indiana. And yep. we stayed in the southern part of Indiana. And then in Lawrence, I think it was Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg, Indiana. You I can believe. say whatever you want. I believe so, you. <laughs> but then we were, we, we, and we would travel and commute. It was like a half hour travel to get to like the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum and all that. But the cool thing was right outside of our hotel that we were staying down there was a pier and you'd walk on off the pier and they had a boat in the middle of the Ohio River and it was like anchored there. It was a restaurant. So you went. That's cool. And you had whatever. We had dinner and it was cool because we went out there and it started pouring rain, but we're in this covered boat. So we're out there oh, during a storm. You got to smell it too. We like were out smell there. The, like oh, smell yeah. the rain. And oh, the, yeah. oh. We were out in a storm eating dinner on this boat out in the middle of the Ohio River. It was awesome. Just, it was that's it was stupid pretty cool. awesome yeah that's that's cool so yeah that's my story that's cool but no i was gonna say there's a lot of really cool people in this facebook group that yeah. we've been able to meet because of it like obed makes a lot he, he posts a lot which is awesome yeah you know christopher posts a lot um so this made me really happy when um i'm gonna meat, call you out chrissy but chrissy long posted that she was making meat the little meat no no meatloaf the, the tin the meatloaf tins. the meatloaf tins with the cupcakes and the kitchen i'm like this is best jam right here it's it's wild how meatloaf is a thing in our community. No, it's only a thing with you. Because it's freaking amazing. That you, you just have an unhealthy obsession. No, but people talk with, about like, it's meatloaf night. Right, like, because you mention it all the time. I bet if, all right, do me a favor. For the next six months, don't mention meatloaf. We'll see I how can't. Much, we'll see how much Sabrina you get ain't going to get bingo. <laughs> I got I got to make sure Sabrina gets bingo. At I got to say meatloaf. At the end of the day. <laughs> there so, was yeah. someone else Anyways. who recently posted about meatloaf night. Who was it? You. Well, you, you said, obviously. Yeah. You said, what, when you have your birthday dinner and you get meatloaf and yeah, the fixes, what do you all have? Yeah, it was, you see? <laughs> yeah, Ryan. Mention, yeah, my, my buddy meatloaf. Ryan called me out when I was like, so it's your birthday. He's like, what's you going to have for dinner? Meatloaf. And, and Ryan's like, bro, we all know what you're going to say, so just yeah. go away. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't really that mean. Well, he wasn't that mean, but it's, it's okay. Well, <laughs> anyway. I will say, though, Marlene so, yeah, was been, the first person to wish me happy birthday this year because she's on a whole different time zone. Yeah, that was cheating. Okay? That's cool. That's awesome. That, that was cheating but anyways so yeah uh if you haven't already go over and join that if you don't or if you're not on social media don't forget you can reach out to us real talk christian podcast at gmail.com yep. or the phone number 574-400-5352 and the website realtalkchristianpodcast.com where you can search any episode that we've covered including show notes and i do apologize if you rely on the website we've been having hosting well it's all it's all fixed now i had to yeah, contact them again now. but we had a lot of issues and it took me a lot of time to figure out but we figured it out so yeah, be good. Yeah. We're back in our So we weren't like all the new episodes weren't updating on the website. So it was and like screwed. Christmas season. Like yeah, it was like prime man, time, yeah. baby. And I'm like, come on. Right. Why? Um, so. Oh, fun fact. It's because um, our podcast host, uh, Podbean, apparently has a dangerous IP address, according to my server. So that's awesome. Yeah. That was fun to figure out. So. Oh, yeah. well, we got it. So, anyways, what uh, we obviously aren't drinking coffee. I'm we drinking talk, water. We, baby. We, we were drinking the coffee. What was that coffee again from our listener who is unknown at this time? Uh, Spence. Spence. Spencer. 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 That was good coffee. I, I really enjoyed that. Janelle had Janelle had a small cup. She said it was really good. It's from Canada. It's from Canada, where you know they have the most mac and cheese. But uh, <laughs> that's so freaking. What are you feeling? Are you feeding it to the polar bears? Yeah, who knows? Like, what but are you yeah. doing? So we're not we're not drinking coffee at this time. You're drinking water. I'm yep. drinking uh, apple cinnamon tea, and I have water for during the show. But that's kind of what we're doing right now. But we is caffeinated, and we is present, and we is ready to go. I am caffeinated and present. Calm down and before we go. get another YouTube comment. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyways, I won't call Satan a homeboy. <laughs> so the review we got today was uh, from Chris from Joyzy. Joyzy from from Joyzy, okay? South Jersey. He says, "Yo, thank you, thank you, okay?" Because I'm from Joyzy, and not just from Joyzy, but from South Jersey. I have a horrible Jersey accent. That was all, a weird cross between Jersey, all uh, I, Brooklyn, and, and a little all, bit of Pittsburgh. In all there. I know is that Pittsburgh. is that my old boss in Florida came from Jersey, and he used to always go. You'll, you, you know, Chris, that really, it really bothers me when people do this. It, it really bothers me. But, and I'll never forget bother. That was, Bruce, if you're listening, phenomenal. I will I, say, I will carry that my with me favorite to my grave. part of Hawaii 5.0 was, was, uh, was Dano. Because he always had that little, like, the little fingers in the hands because he was from Jersey. Well, he's probably Italian, too, you know. You just kind of, now I just went into the Rocky Balboa talk, you know, Adrian. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. So, uh, bingo. Hey, Joe, uh, <laughs> are you kind of having any voices we've done so far? Uh, bingo. All right. So, uh, hello. My name is Chris from Southern New Jersey. I recently found this amazing podcast, and I'm hooked. Over the past few years, I've been going through a faith revival. 
having fallen away from the Catholic Church and having found a home in a Baptist church, and your show has already helped me along my journey. I will forever grateful. I, I will be forever grateful and a forever listener. Thank you, guys. This pod is amazing. Well, Chris from South Jersey. Jersey, we can ship you a package, homie, because you, you need to USA. reach out to us. Let us know your address, and we'll get you a mini swag bag for that review. What's even in the mini swag bag anymore? So the mini swag bag is the, the jawstring little backpack. It is a business card, a magnet, a sticker, uh, a pin, and I think that's it. And we're still shipping out Bibles. And we're still shipping out Bibles for those who are needed. And you never know. Sometimes I throw a little something extra in swag bags every once in a while. You know, just like money. I could use some money. Can I have a swag bag? I got a lot of mouths to feed, homie. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Beth, get get this guy a swag bag. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) And throw a little extra in there. No, because yesterday I made a joke because I it was about the kids. Like, are the kids going to do this or not? It was something stupid. I said five bucks, and she goes idiot it's all our it's it's all our okay money, fine right? sure and so it's it's all our money anyway so anyways our conversation today mark mark what brought about this conversation i'm trying to bring okay. it up and so oh, go ahead i was gonna say it should be i think it was there yesterday or the day before well there was two so so basically all day it's, recording over the last day there's been some talk in the facebook group yeah and so so i asked a question then you asked a question and both of those kind of kind of spurred this this sure. this talk and one of those now i will say this just because we asked a question in the facebook group doesn't mean i'm trying to get content for the material it's just like hey let's talk about it so but it says for those who follow jesus later in life like a late teenager or older what were some hurdles along the way and i i found this interesting and beth and i had this conversation while we were getting dinner ready about how many people said that they just struggled connecting to other people in the body, mm. which actually just kind of hurt, broke my heart a little bit, made, made me set people are connecting with it. But some people were talking about the fact of, you know, the uh, just just dealing with past sins or struggles or judgment or shame based on what they've gone through. Or sometimes, like, like I know for some people, like we have shame, we, I'm putting myself here, of th- people, things, you know, People did things in our life that affected our lives, and now we have to deal with it. Failures and failures stuff like of that. other people that we got to deal with, or failures of ourselves, or whatever. And we deal with the shame and 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 the struggles. And will people still love me and accept me? Am I going to lose favor in people's eyes? And then you also asked the question of New Year, new topics. What are some things we should talk about? Which we got some amazing, amazing ideas. Well, yeah, because it, it all comes that. back to we don't like to just come up with our own ideas. We want to we want to talk about the things that you guys want to know. Yeah, and one That's person, and, and and I won't say people's names because uh, you got to be in the Facebook group to know. But but she said how to uh, rewire yourself, like getting out of um, getting out of habits we accepted when we claimed an orphan heart. In other words, like when we walked, like when we fell away from Jesus, and we're either follower him or we were followers and we fell away. Uh, but how do we how do we rewire ourselves by utilizing the Bible in different ways? Mm. And so that in. I guess it's kind of spurred it on a little bit too, but like Beth and I were watching the chosen the other night and there was the scene. If, if, if I spoil it, it's okay. You'll get there eventually, but you're in season time. You're I'm in season, season two. two right. Right. Season three's already just got released, but no, it's, it's like we're in Christmas. We're episode four through episode four, episode five drops Sunday. Oh, my bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm way behind. Yeah. But, but so in one of the episodes, Mary Magdalene, she, you know, it's when they, they, um, the, it's when the demon possessed guy came to the camp and all these different things. And then that, that just, it literally triggered her trauma. And then she spiraled back into her old ways of life with drinking, gambling, and, and there were inappropriate dress with her whipping off her, like whipping off her headdress and just kind of quote unquote, exposing her hair, which is yeah, a big right. thing in Jewish culture. Sure. And when the apostles found her, you know, she was hung over, strung over all the different things. And she kept saying, why would he accept me after Jesus? Why would Jesus accept me after he already freed me once from this? And I went right back to it. Right. And I think that's a, the, a conversation that a lot of Christians deal with, with the fact of there's past sins in our lives. How do we move on from those? How do we find forgiveness in those? How do we unchain ourselves from the grips that sin has in our life? Because mm. I think there's a reality that Christians struggle with was the fact of, I know Jesus forgave my sins, but I still struggle in my sin. Mm-hmm. How do I, like, I, I love how this one, one of our Facebook people said, how do we re- rewire our brains to be okay with it? How do we right. deal with the guilt? How do we deal with the shame? And what do we do to move on from those sins that mm. are like, like Paul says, so easily ensnares us to the point that we have fallen down again. Sure. Cause I really do think there's a lot of people in our Facebook group who have struggled with past sins, whether it's, you know, porn or gambling problems or this or that, whatever, whatever sin you want to put in there, maybe even a fear, maybe it's a control thing, whatever, whatever sins that we deal with idols, whatever. 
it causes us to fall. It causes us to stumble and then ask the question of, how do I get past this? I'm stuck in it. How do I change my thinking? Sure. How do I deal with the shame of what, what What if people find out that I did this or this happened to me or that I have to live in this reality of even survivors, victims guilt? Like, how do we deal with this? And so yeah. with this conversation, to be honest with you, I don't have notes for a flow. Like, I just want this to be a real comp. Now, yeah. I, I, I mean, well, your boy always comes with notes. Like, we got notes of well, just- Well, we, got, we got the Bible. Our notes are literally all Bible verses. So, and I think- like, we, it's just a ton of Bible verses. I think, what do we do when- I think we should. I, I think we should go through some of these and kind of talk as we go along, is what I think, okay. right? So I think, you, you know, you put down Jesus defeated sin and death on the cross and brings up- I'm guessing you meant brings us into a righteous relationship with God. It's not just people who leave reviews that make typos. I make typos 24-7. My bad. So you said 1 Peter 3.18 says, Christ died for sin once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. Now, I really want to highlight something here. So the righteous for the unrighteous, right? The righteous Christ. Didn't we talk about this verse last week, actually? We did. We did. But that's all right. We're going to hit it again. So Christ died for sins for once, the righteous, which is Christ, for the unrighteous, which is us, to bring you to God, right? That's what the scripture is saying. So I think a lot of times we like to um, look at ourselves, and it's the... Um, wow, look what I did. Oh, I screwed up again. It's me. It's me. So we almost get into the me mentality. What we have to remind ourselves is, is that God does not view us based upon what we do, right? Mm-hmm. God does not base Mark's righteousness based on how Mark acts. God does not base Chris's uh, righteousness based upon how Chris acts. God bases your righteousness based upon Jesus, the righteous person's righteousness. Right. And we talk about it's not what we do, it's what right. Christ has done. Because Christ has covered us, right? God sees us through the lens of Christ. That's basically uh, it's uh, that worldview that we talked about I think uh, several weeks ago. Uh, we talked about putting on those worldview glasses. Oh, the, oh, right? the goggles. Yeah, the worldview so, glasses. So yeah. you're putting on the, the Jesus goggles. That's how God views us through his son and the atonement that his son uh, ha- ha- did for us, right? The atonement that he paid. And so uh, I think we beat ourselves up and should we continue on sin, sinning that grace may abound? No. Paul says, God forbid, right? And and we know that, no, it should not be like, a, oh, okay, well, I'm saved. I can live however I want because then we got to, you know, you got to look at sanctification process, which is the changing and the renewing of your mind. If you're really saved and really have this relationship, you're going to change through that process anyways. But uh, I think the the guilt, right, and the, and the holding on to the look what I did, how could God love me? Well, listen, God loved you when you were, when you were, while you were still sinners, Christ Christ died died for for us because God loved the whole world in this way. Exactly. Exactly. And so uh, he loved us when we were sinners. Mm -hmm. He sent Christ because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us and Christ died for us. What exactly. And so you have to look at it that way. Yes, I screw up. And, and though I screw up and I hate, I hate this expression, but it's kind of true of, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and move on, right? Yeah, right. And it's not saying, okay, well, you're doing it, right? It's saying that... Well, 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 it talks about Jesus, the fact of, you know, we're supposed to bring our burdens to the cross. Sure. Like, like it says, my burden is easy. Or, uh, my yoke my, is easy, my burden is light. And the fact of, like, Jesus says, like, bring me your sorrows, bring me your right. cares, bring me your worries, bring me your struggles, and lay them at the foot of the cross. Right. And that's something that's hard for Christians to do. And, you know, this is where the struggle is. Is uh, So I was watching um, on Instagram, there's, uh, oh, shoot, why can't I... His Instagram profile is called Upset the Gram, and it's really funny, but it's a pastor, phenomenal podcast. Oh, goodness. I'm going to pull up his name in, here in a bit. Um, but in one of the clips that he was doing, he was talking about the fact of the church wants to push people as fast as they can to just be the perfect product at the end. It's right. not a journey. It's not a process. Like, you know, we just want to see the stories of like, oh, I was strung out of meth. I have, you know, I've lost all my teeth because of meth. But look it, I'm perfectly clean because of Jesus now, and which is awesome. We want to see those celebrations, but there's so many times where there's people in our congregation where it's like, Yo, I love Jesus and I, I'm following him, but I still struggle smoking weed, man. Like I still, I well, still struggle with alcohol. There, I still struggle with girls. There, I still struggle with thoughts. There is a thing, right? When, you know? when we're a new creature. The old has passed away and, and we've been created new, right? And so th- there is this thought process of, yes, we are supposed to be new, but that doesn't mean we don't struggle, right? Right. The mindset should be changed. Right. The goal is different. Right. It should, it, the goal shouldn't be of, I'm going to still continue to live whatever way I want. The more you seek, the more you find, right? The more mm-hmm. you seek God in these things after the change in your heart, the more you're going to find out what God wants and what God says. And that's where the change in your heart, and this is why it's so important to stay uh, thoroughly grounded in his word and in prayer and in his church, 
because that's how the word gets hidden in your heart. And that's what produces the change, right? And that's what produces the being the new creature. And, and that's what he was talking about in the show. But I was, you know, I'm, I, I think all the good stuff happens in the comments section. So I, I read comment sections a lot. Um, but in the comments, it was talking about the fact of, yes, you know, basically churches just want the end result. They're, they don't want to be in the mess of the journey, which I agree with. But then someone wrote a comment and I'm like, oh, that's a good point. And that's, I think this is where this is good to go for this conversation is how do you balance where Jesus, when he would forgive sins, he would say, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. And then the apostle Paul says, should we keep sinning so that way grace can grow even more? And you see both of them saying, no, like you saying, go and sin no more. You see Paul saying, stop sinning. But you also see Paul where he goes, I do what I don't want to do. And I don't do what I should be doing. Sure. And then we have that battle and that struggle where the fact of, we know Jesus defeated sin. He defeated the, 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 uh, sin that so easily ensnares us. It talks about the fact of we no longer are slaves to sin, but now we're slaves to Christ and what the freedom in that means. But that doesn't mean the mess goes away. So how do we balance where we're told go and sin no more, stop sinning, be holy, do these things, prove your faith by your actions, but sin still abounds. I guess to me, there's a difference between sinning, falling into sin and sinning willfully. Okay. Right. There's a difference there. If I, if I am, uh, going walking by. Okay. I'll, uh, example: Vegas. Right. I was at in Vegas when I was like 17 years old for my brother. He was 21. We went out to Vegas. Blah blah blah. Not my choice, but we were there. You were so, there. So we're walking around down the strip of Vegas, right? And you look all around, and people are handing out like nudie cards, like baseball cards of like. <laughs> Really? Prostitutes. Oh yeah, that it's a big thing down there. They're like handing these cards out, call for a good time, yada yada, escorts or whatever. And there's like nudity, right? Uh, that you see that picture, and it can cause a thought in your mind, right? Right. That is being that's falling into a sin, right? Having that seeing an image that it triggers a thought, and then you go, oh, I got to take captive every thought, and you try to push that. That's fault. Right? You fell into a sin, but you pushed it out. Sitting willfully is like. Man, I'm at work, and man, I can't get, I can't wait till I get home, and I can pull up pornography and 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 to go down that road, right, and mm-hmm. sin willfully, right. And I'm thinking about it, I'm processing it, I'm just constantly thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. So, you know, to me, that's a, uh, I'm gonna sin willfully, and I think that's more what Christ is saying. It's go and sin no more. That's what Paul's saying. Should you continue to sin, that grace may abound? God forbid. This is more what it's speaking to of, of the willful choice of I'm going to go do this, and there's a thought process behind it, and it's it's intended that you're going to do that rather than just, oh, okay, I slipped in this area. I'm so sorry, God. And I think there's a level of us with how we respond to how we sin too. Because like, I mean, you and I sin every single day. Oh, yeah. I was telling Beth this before I even left the house. I'm like, you know, I feel like in the last few weeks, I have been tempted more than I have been tempted in in years, like in terms of Instagram and Facebook, where it's just like all the time, it's like, Ads on Facebook, ads on Instagram. This person, you know, liked your story, and all all it is is thirst traps, like mm. like all the time. And I'm like, why we gotta have boobies keep popping up everywhere? Mm. Like this, this is not helpful. Like, the, what 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 is we doing? Facebook, why are we doing this? And it's the fact of you know, sin is when we're drawn away from the lust of our own flesh. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's it is a battle that we have to fight all the time. And it's the fact of, you know taking the thought captive of you may go down a rabbit trail a little bit. You might click a few clicks a little too far, but then it's nope, taking that thought captive and then going, nope, this isn't what I'm called to do. And then walking in freedom. And so that's like, okay, so here's the thing, right? Even in those instances, like Instagram, Facebook, a lot of it's built on algorithms, right? So yep. you're clicking, you're following these people. Well, if they're following stuff, you're going to see stuff that they're following. And they following. also target based right. on your gender because sure. Beth has been getting a lot of smug sure. stuff lately. I think it's sure. smug. I don't know what the heck that means, but okay, we'll move uh, on. Fifty Shades of Grey book style. It's that nasty, basically gotcha. uh, but visual to me, porn. Like, books. When I'm on Instagram, because I hardly ever get on Instagram, I don't get those types of things. But when I'm on Facebook, depending on like what pages I've liked and stuff, those pages might, but as soon as those come up, I report them. And I unfollow and I do, I block that whole, that whole, whoever that, what is, whatever the page it came up on, it's blocked, it's gone. Like that, because no, if that's the kind of content you're putting out, that's the choice I make, right? Yep. And I think that's a, that's a, and you're fighting the fight. That's how you fight the fight, right? But it's just like, okay, um, I'll give an example. There's been times, even today, where uh, I'm tired, you know, I worked all day, I'm tired to come home and the kids are acting up and I lose my cool and I become angry, right? Which we know is, not a good thing. It's a sin, right? To be angry. Right. 
well, to be angry in the way I was angry, <laughs> unjustly, uh, just because I was irritated. My kids were irritating me. And, and so, I, you know, I, yeah, I we screamed, parent, we all been there. I screamed at my kids, right? Not out of love, not out of trying to trying to get them to to be better for themselves, but because I was mad because I was irritated. They were doing things that I didn't like, but they weren't sinning. They were just doing things I didn't like. Mm-hmm. That was a sin that I fell into in that moment, right, that I, I had to go and apologize for. When I calm down, I apologize for it and repent of mm-hmm. because I fell into a sin that I shouldn't have fallen into. It's like I think of Peter, right? So I've been reading this book, and I know you're not a big fan of John MacArthur, but I've been reading this book. I never of, said that. I just don't I, agree with some of the things. That's why I said. I said you're not a big fan. Oh, got you. I didn't say you thought he was heretical. You just not. Side note, did you know he recently just came out as a Calvinist? Ah. Like, oh, seriously, like he, he came out. <laughs> And uh, it's, it was a fun interview with him and John Piper. It's oh. fun. But Keep anyways, uh, so my in-laws for Christmas got me uh, his book, uh, 12 Ordinary Men, where he he, do, he did like oh, several yeah, sermon series yeah. of of like diving into the lives of the apostles. Well, so, you know, I've been reading that. I'm about, I'm about a third of the way through the book. Um, and he talked about the uh, Peter, right? The apostle Peter, Simon Peter. Um, in the moment when he was enraged and trying to defend Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he sliced off the the servant's ear, right? Yep. Like that was his moment of sin real fast. Like, do you think he premeditated that? You think he was like willfully like, oh yeah, these guys come up, I'm slicing his ear off. No, he was actually probably swinging for his head in a moment, right? He kind of probably lost it. He's kind of, you know, a little bit of a hot head and he's very much like me. I see myself a lot in Peter. (laughs) Uh, You kind of act before you think. Yep. I do that a lot. And very emotional and very extreme, right? It's either this way or this way. There is no middle ground. It's like that. And I have to... Black and white, baby. I have to rein that in, in even in myself, right? And and I see that in, in the Apostle Peter where he struggled with those things. Now, would I say that he was willfully sinning? Would I say that... And we can see he beat himself up, right? Look at how, how he acted when he had denied Christ three times, right? Mm-hmm. He ran away. <laughs> I mean... Uh, there was, there was some shame there. Right. But what did Christ, how did Christ restore him? It was on the, it was on the seashore, right? Yeah. He was he cooking said, breakfast if, for if you him. love me, feed my sheep. Yeah. He said, Peter, do you love me? He's like, of course I love you. All right. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Okay. Do this. Peter, do you love me? Like something Christ was restoring. So he made him affirm it. And what happened after Pentecost, right? We know, we see the Holy spirit come in, right? Mm-hmm. And we no longer see Peter as this weak folly, Peter. Right, we he was see, he was the Peter at the the, the steps of, of he was the rock the, at that point. Right. He was the truly Petra. The Petra. He was truly Peter at that point, right? Yep. Which we still see him stumble, right? Paul had, in Ephesians, right, he still talks screwed up. About Paul was that like, he yeah. screwed up. I had to correct him, but he took it in a different way. You know what I mean? He took the correction. If you look at all the apostles, all the disciples, who probably got the most rash reactions from Christ? It was Peter. Peter, why? Because he sinned. And he and Jesus called him out. Satan, get behind me! <laughs> like I was like, dang, that's, a, that's embarrassing, it, man. That's that's, that's a bad one right there. But did that stop Peter? That he live in that? No, he learned from that. He accepted the grace and love from Christ and continued to move forward. Yeah, I like that. So, so to kind of you know bring it back down a little bit to going off that. Sorry, that, that was that a big fun. tangent. Well, no, that was a good one though. But it's more the fact of okay, so I'm I'm thinking through the person who's listening to this right now, going okay, so maybe they're new to Christianity, maybe they haven't been around Christianity in a while, they're still learning all these different things. I think it's good to 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 finish. Not finished, but 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 to go through the thoughts of okay, so what is the gospel when it comes to sin in general? Sure. How does God react to our sin? How does God? What did Jesus do for our sin? Right. To kind of lay that groundwork because we talk all the time about the fact of we sin against the holy God or we sin against our brothers, we sin against our sisters, we sin against our neighbors, we sin against all these different people. But if we get stuck in the reality of oh, I'm a screw up, I'm a mess up, I'm a this, it's actually, in my opinion throwing away the reality of what the gospel actually preaches. Sure. So, so what the gospel actually is, like we already talked about, is the fact that Jesus died, he defeated sin and death on the cross, and brings us into the... In my, in my opinion, he, he makes the way for us to have a relationship with God again. Yep. But then from there, on the cross, we see that Jesus forgives our sins and declares those who follow him righteous before a holy God. Right. You know, it's not anything that we have done that saved us, but by his works, or by... by his wounds, we are healed. Like that right. kind of that idea. And it continues on with, um, for 
those whom Jesus has forgiven and redeemed, they are called now the children of God. Which we had an episode about being the children Yeah, and it's the God. idea of the fact of if we are followers of Jesus, it's not just as simple as, oh, I just trust Jesus, I follow Jesus. It's the fact of, no, we are now the sons, the daughters of God, the co-heirs with him. We're adopted into his family. Right. And we see that in First uh, John 3, 1 through 2, where it says, see what great love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children and we are. The reason doesn't the world doesn't know him, um, the, sorry, the reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. Dear friends, we are God's children now. And what will we be has not been revealed. We know that when he appears, Jesus, we will be like him uh, because we will see him as he is. Right. And it's the fact of how great is it the fact that God calls us his children? The fact that the God who created us and we sin against him and he can still call us his children. And even in John 1 verses 10 through 13, it says that he, Jesus was in the world and the world was created through him, yet the world didn't even recognize him. He came unto his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to those who did receive him, he gave them the right to be the children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the reality is, is for those who do follow Jesus, we get the reality of the fact of we are God's children. And if not even more than children, we're co-heirs to the throne with Jesus Christ. Right. And we see in, in Hebrews that we have a great high priest, so therefore we can approach the throne room boldly. We mm -hmm. don't need a priest, a prophet, or a king because we're given that, that priesthood status, the priesthood of all believers, which right. goes back to the Reformation, is the fact of we don't need anybody. We don't need yep. a priest. We don't need a saint. We don't need even to go to the Virgin Mary to pray nope. on our behalf. We can go straight to God himself right. through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And But there is the reality, though, you know, continuing going through the Scripture, the fact of all actions do have consequences. Yes. Like, that's a reality. And I think that's, you know— One that's seen in everyday life, right? Yeah. So if you go out drinking and driving— Right, and you get in an accident, you kill somebody. You're probably going to prison. That's called a consequence. That's a natural consequence. So for even you gotta make, even you gotta lay in the bed you make, even though Christ forgives you, you still have to pay for the consequence right. in an earthly sense. You know, I think about it with, with my kids. You know, like they'll do things, and it's like, oh, do you still love me, mom? Do you still love me, dad? It's like, of course I love you. I'm just not happy with you right now. Right. <laughs> like you, st like. But with our, God, our it's not. It's not even that, right? Because God still loves us. In that instance, right? You can right. screw up, and he goes, man got to pick yourself up. All right, come on. Keep running the race. Run the race well. Right. And, you know, there's now I will say like my kids a lot of times. I'm sure I don't know if your kids are this way too. Like when our kids mess up, they'll be like, oh, you know, I, I love you. Can you forgive me? Yeah. Well, do I just still sit in time out? Yeah. Yeah. Because every action has consequences. Yep. And even in the Bible, in Galatians 6, it says, don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Or, you know, it, it talks about like what you sow, you will reap. In other right. words, if you sow these things, you will reap the bad things. Like right. it's, it ain't karma. Right. It's, it's called literally reaping what you sowed. Yep. And I think a lot of times us as Christians, sometimes we have this reality of like, oh, well, you know, if God really loved me, I wouldn't be going through these bad things. And sometimes it's our own bad decisions that leave us into these realities that we have to deal with in our bad choices. Well, but then there's sometimes the Bible even says it rains on the just and the unjust. And we also like we can't control everything. A lot of the a lot of the uh, prosperity gospel stuff thinks you know God is a magic genie that hey I'm in trouble I just rub rub the magic God lamp and, it goes and, away. and he, yeah he gets me out of it. Hey God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to follow you. Okay. Get me out of my trouble. And, and, you know, I experienced that even with people in my own personal life where it's like, I've cried out to God and yet I'm still living in this, in this terrible situation. So apparently and I go, cause I'm, and yeah. I, and I go, well, yeah, because you haven't changed a terrible situation. You keep doing terrible things. So terrible things are going to continue to happen. God still loves you and forgives you. But you have to also show that you actually are sorry, right? And I, I always told uh, my kids, we have this thing. I, you know, I always ask them, what does repentance mean, right? What does repentance truly mean? It means to turn. Like, repent means to turn. Okay, so it means to, it means to stop doing what you're doing and never do it. Say you're sorry and never do it again, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the way I explain it to my girls, right? It's, it's to stop doing what you're doing, say you're sorry, and try not to do it again. You know, it, it's like when Jesus was talking about, like, if your right, if your right eye offends you, it's better to pluck it out than it be, than for your yeah, whole body being held. Yeah, better if your to, right hand offends you, cut right. it off. And does it mean like literally Jesus no. means cut your right hand off if you can't stop stealing? No, but it's the idea of sometimes you know drastic change requires drastic measures. Right. Like you think if like a uh, uh, Beth was watching this one person on Instagram last night and she. Oh man, she lost hundreds of like I mean we're like like 250 300 pounds or something like that, which was wild. 
but she was talking about the fact of it didn't happen by accident. Right. You like, had to work it wasn't intentional. It. There was right. a game plan. There was there was goals that we had to do. And she's like, I still screwed up. I mean, the, the, like, there's still cheat days, whether yeah, you want them or sure. not. But it's like, if you want to be a bodybuilder or if you want to be an athlete or if you want to be good at your job, you right. got to do certain things in order to put yourself into better scenarios. And sometimes with us as Christians, I think we... I don't know if it's the fact that we think it's just all magically going to be fixed or magically go sure. away when the reality it's like, no, if, if, if certain things are causing us to sins, do we have to cut off certain people and, and, and not cut them out of our lives in terms of like, Oh, you're toxic. But we, we, we had an episode on right. toxic, toxic people. How do we deal yep. with that? But there, I think there's a reality of who you surround yourself with the most. You're going to end up just like, and sure. kind of like our kids, we don't want our kids hanging out with the wrong type of crowd because no, they're going to be swayed to that but direction. It, but in the same instance, right? So if you're married and you haven't, you know, sin, you're angry and all this stuff because you've ba- got a bad marriage, it doesn't mean that you can leave the marriage. Bounce the marriage. It means fix, no. you that means that out. you got to work on you, right? Because you can't control them. You can only control you. And Paul is pretty clear about if you're saved and the other person is unsaved and they want to stay with you, remain as you are. And if they want to leave, then let them leave. But you should be doing all things right to show them love. If you're a woman, you should be loving them like the church loves Christ. And if you're a guy, you should be loving the wife like Christ loves the church. That's what you're supposed to be doing in, in a type of that, that type of situation, not just bouncing out. Yep. So, and even in relationships, right? We're not called to just abandon all relationships. We're, we're called, because if we did that, we'd be Amish. But uh, <laughs> we're called to work on these things, right? But it's we can't allow ourselves. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, uh, bad company corrupts good morals. I think yeah. that was in the Proverbs. Yep. Um, A little bit of leaven leavens the whole lump. So there is some truth to that, but there's also the other truth of you have to become a Roman to win, win a Roman. If they ask you to go one mile, you go two. So th- there's an aspect of, yes, you don't stoop down to the toxic level, but also you shouldn't surround yourself with only toxic people. Right? Yeah, or it's just kind of or both. just bad situations. Like you know, there's certain things you. I mean, maybe I'm thinking of someone who's who's in a really crappy work environment, working sure. with terrible people, trying to get them to do bad things, look at bad things, whatever. Um, I'm not gonna be the one that says, "Oh no, you got to quit your job and walk away." Maybe, maybe if there's a re, if there's a, a potential for that, but at the same time, it's there's there's choosing to not put yourself into situations that could cause you harm. Like I remember one time, one of my youth leaders was talking about the fact of. When you're kind of already, when, when you've already jumped out of the boat into the water, you can't then decide to not get wet. You're already wet. Sure. but And I, so when he, when he talking about with relationships, the fact of don't put yourself in a situation with a girl or with a guy where you're like, like, like there's certain points where it's like, good luck going back. Yeah. Well, no, you got to set you up know? boundaries, but also, okay. You, you can't use that for every, every relationship either because right, no. who did Christ spend most of his time with? Who 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 is Christ? Sinners ministry? and tax collectors. Sinners and tax and collectors. And his disciples. Who did his, he send his disciples to? Sinners, Gentiles, tax collectors. Those are the people that they got sent to. They were told to go into the world, but not be of the world. Right. right. Go into the God world. Said, and Jesus prayed that I he want would protect you to be, them from the world. Yeah, I want you to be the end. example to these people. I want you to sh- be the ambassador. Ambassadors. There we go. Yep. But I don't want you to be like these people either. I want you to come together as a church and 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 grow for the edification for the renewal. That's what the church body's for, right? Yep. So you go out, you do the mission work, you do the work, you help these people, but then you come back to like-minded people following God and you live life together. And that's what it's about. And that's the beauty of church on Sundays. Right. And that's the beauty of small groups on the week. If you got it or like for us, like, I mean, honestly, like I've even told our lead pastor, I'm like, my, my, my small group's kind of fuller in the podcast. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to say I don't have the bandwidth or the time to be part of a small group of church, but I also don't. But you got seven in a bacon oven, kids. <laughs> That's true. By the time this episode record air, it's gonna be right there. We might be in the hospital, it's baby. Be right there. But you know, but the reality is the fact of who do I have to keep me and my eyes focused on Jesus? I have you. I have Devin. I have Beth. I have my church family. I have right. my pastor. Like, yep. like it's not the fact that I'm trying to separate myself from from Christians. It's the fact of no, I'm trying to engage with them. And you know, I know there's a lot of people in the group who are talking about they've had a hard time connecting with other people. Sure. In the church, and I will say that there are times when that's hard. Like, uh, like um, Beth, Beth, Beth doesn't mind if I share the story. She was at a church one time, and she's like, "I did everything right. I joined Sunday schools. Well, they had Sunday schools. Sure. I joined small groups. I joined this. I joined that. I started serving." And she was there for years and never ever got plugged in. And never felt like anyone ever was able to connect with sure. her. 
And so she ended up leaving the church for that season, going somewhere else and finding people by which she was able to then still, we, I mean, they still come in like most recently, like uh, Krista slept on our couch, like less than a year ago. And she's was the first friend Beth had at this new church that she switched to. Yeah. And so it might be the reality of you're at a church, but you gotta, it's not bad to find a different body to be plugged into, to be connected with. But sometimes we got to put ourselves out there as well. Yeah. Right. And just know that, well, I'm, I'm a screw up, but, that's okay. And that's the thing. You can't expect everybody to come to you, right? You, you, go have, to them. you have to put yourself out oh, there. Oh, that drove me nuts as a pastor. And, and likewise, right? You have to have other people doing the same thing. And you gotta right? be willing, you gotta be willing to walk the Re- walk with people. Relationships hard. are hard. Right. Our relationship hasn't always been peaches and roses. We've had arguments and little spats and here and there. On the I podcast mean, too. I mean, <laughs> typically by the time we leave, we're still like, we love each other, man. How but that's the way it's that, supposed to be, right, man. Exactly. And so uh, you, you know, that that's community. That's the relationship. That's the living life. And we don't see each other every week. Or, I mean, we we just want like a month and a half without seeing each other. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but we were still texting. We were still trying to stay connected, even with the craziness. But um, but this is the beautiful thing, though, is the fact of I, I knew for a fact. I mean, I was sick for two weeks with, right. with the kids and then holidays right. and whatever. But I knew that even if you and I don't really text much over the next four weeks, we're still getting back together. That's just right. what we do. Yep, that, exactly. Yeah, that's just what even we if the do. podcast wasn't here, we would still be getting back we'd together. Figure it out. <laughs> so we'd be kicking out merch or something. I don't know. We'd something, be doing something. something. We'd be doing so. We'd be doing something. We'd be doing something. Tortilla so, challenges every day. I don't know. <laughs> we need to do a challenge on the podcast. We haven't done like the hot chip challenge. We should we do should. the hot chip. That Ooh, would that'd be suck, fun. but oh, that would be great. Our reaction. We should start doing some reaction videos too, like to like different Christian media things or Instagram videos. We should do like reaction videos Ooh, just to something fun. We could start doing. We resp- put on the like the Facebook and the YouTube because we have so much time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but okay, maybe not. <laughs> so, so I am not laying the plane yet. We no. still going, baby. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, so what about the person who is struggling right now? Sure. All right. Oh, there it is. Eminem chocolate burp. burp. Eminem chocolate burp. So, you know, we talk about the fact of, you know, if someone's listening to the show right now, they're like, all right, Mark. All right, Fuller. I know I understand the gospel. I understand what Jesus did for me, but it's still hard. Like, mm. I, I still don't know what to do. I'm struggling with sin. I'm struggling with anger. I'm struggling with forgiveness because, I mean, when when you start getting real in this Facebook group, we got people who have been left by their spouses. We've had yep. people who have been cheated on. We have people who have hopefully not done the cheating, but I know it's in there. We've had people that are struggling with porn. We have people that are struggling with anger, with with drinking, with drugs. We 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 got some real crap in the Facebook group because we're real people going through some real stuff. B- bunch you know? of ragamuffins tying together. <laughs> That's what we do, baby. But you know the fact of if someone's listening to this podcast right now, going, okay, guys, I I understand the gospel. I know what Jesus did. Sure. I, I get it. But I still don't know what to do because I'm still struggling with this. I, I don't know what to do. What what steps would you would you toss their way just as like a word of encouragement for them? Oh man. So how much time do we get? Which I will say, I mean, you did say a couple times, like, and, and I include I actually put the verse in. I was like, oh, you got it. With the fact of not like, you know, like pick like pick yourself up by your bootstraps, but the fact of you gotta keep pressing on. Yeah, you gotta run the race. Like we're so like, hey I, baby, you're pressing yeah. on, pressing on. How's the, how's the rest of it go? I don't remember now. Okay. I got one foot out the door. <laughs> go back to where I was and just me. I'm pressing on. Oh, man, that's another I'm song. I'm pressing on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, baby. You know, the encouragement I would give is is the same encouragement I give whenever we have these types of conversations. One, you got to confess with your mouth that, uh, hey, I'm screwed up. Mm-hmm. And what's that about? Why do you think we have to confess? Because we're already, you know, our sins already been paid for us. So why do we do the confession part? Uh, I mean, it puts us in a right relationship with other people. If, if I sin sure. against you, I need to sure. confess my sin to you. But, but, like, how a, hurt you. but like, okay, uh, repent, repenting of a sin that you've done, right? Because you feel bad and you want to say sorry to God. Why, why do you think we do that? I think it shows us the fact of... Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a level of a humility. There's a level get, of reconnectivity to God. That's like my thing, right? With it. Is, is if we truly have a relationship with God and we truly love God, if I have a relationship with you and I wrong you, I should probably say I'm sorry to you, right? That To help restore that relationship. And now God is greater than you because God's already going to Right, and we fully me. don't understand it. But it's still, for, for whatever it does, right? When I say I'm sorry to you, it does something in me. Right, yeah. the confession part does something in me. Whether you forgive like my me, my stance doesn't change. Whether you forgive me or not, it doesn't matter. It's position, my position doesn't change. Right, I'm just right here, right, yeah. right. Just like God, yeah. when you do forgiveness, that's re- that's restoration, that's restoring. Your position doesn't change whether they say sorry or not. 
Right, because that's not what you have to worry about. You worry about you. Right, but even if okay, so if I for, if you don't do me wrong and I forgive you, right? I got this. And you never and you never say sorry. I've already forgiven you, so I'm not holding anger and bitterness and resentment and all this stuff because I've already let it go. I've right, because that's you. the poison that could kill you. Right, exactly. Well, that's a slow poison. And likewise, if I wrong you and I say I'm sorry and you don't forgive me or whatever, what I've done though is expressed my love for you and and the care I have for the relationship in that position of me saying sorry. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to God, right? Even though I know God has forgiven me already, God, Christ has already paid for my sin once and for all. Me saying sorry is me exactly what you say, humbling myself and reconnecting to God saying, look, I care about this relationship and I love you, God. And I am so sorry. It's that that's the position of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's even though God doesn't need it, it is something for us because it does something if we truly mean it and it's not lip service, it does something in our heart, right? It, it brings us almost into a mourning. Now, mourning over a sin is okay. Wallering in that sin is not okay. Ooh, okay. So, so go into that, go into that. So mourning and being sad about something, right? And, and grieving it, right? And grieving it is okay. But staying in that grievance and letting it lead to depression or, or things of that matter. Now, I'm not talking about like when you have, like you're just depressed and you don't know why, like the chemical imbalance, that's something different. I'm not bringing in like, the, I'm just saying like, oh, I did a sin. I'm so depressed and woe is me and I can't believe this and God can't take me back. And this is where I go, okay, that is a, that's probably, you're probably sinning again, right? Because you're living in that, right? You're becoming that victim mentality of woe was me. God can't forgive me. How could you, how could you look at me like this? Um, that is, you're, you're basically convincing yourself and believing a lie because scripture talks about how we've already been forgiven. Christ loved us and died for us. Even when we were sinners, uh, we are made righteous through Christ. So, so righteousness, forgiveness, all this stuff has already been done. Uh, God has already forgiven us as far as the East is from the West. I mean, there's just promise after promise after promise about the forgiveness of God. So for us to waller in it is for us to deny the promises of God. And therefore, we're, now we're resinning, but just in a different way, mm. rather than saying, "Oh man, yeah, I, I, you know, Lord, I am so sorry, and it hurts me that I hurt you. Please, and I know you forgive me, and I, uh, I accept your forgiveness, but please forgive me, you know, or however you." And do you, you think do people just don't live in the reality that Jesus or God would really forgive them? I think that you know, people struggle with that, right? Because our mindset is not perfection. My mindset is I've had people when I've been truly repentant in this world to those people, not forgive me. And so if, if those people whom I love and they supposedly really loved me, can't forgive me, how on earth could God, how could God forgive me? And that's where you let, but then you have to go. Okay. But that's where Satan's trying to keep me. Satan, what's Satan's goal? It's to take us out, right? To take us down, to to downtrodden us. To he's roaring around like a lion, seeking whom he can devour. And he's who, trying and to who destroy does the, us. Who, is, who does the lion devour? He doesn't devour. He devours the, the weak. The weak, right? And so, what he's looking not, to not do, even the weak. But I said the broken. Is he's Who's looking that, to you know? separate you from God and destroy you? That's what Satan's doing. So he's going to constantly bombard you through whether I mean that's a whole other discussion. Whether it's him or whether it's his demons or whatever. But th- there's that there's that oppression that is going to those attacks are going to try to be there. And if you're susceptible to those attacks, if you're one of those people that are naturally, oh, what was me? This is where you really need that community, right? Mm-hmm. For when you sin, you got to have somebody that you're open with that you can say, "I sinned and I I repented," and then let them help restore you. Even though Christ has already restored you in that aspect, that's where you help rely on your brother, right? Or your you hope that you can get help from your brother. And you can rely on them to help get you out of that funk if that's where you naturally stand. Now, on the opposite end, if you're one of those people who are just like, oh, I, I, I looked at porn. I'm sorry, God. And the next day, oh, I looked at porn. I'm sorry, God. And then I looked at porn the next day. Oh, I'm sorry, God. Are you really sorry? Like, are you really sorry? Because it doesn't like sorry is, again, it's stopping what you're doing, saying you're sorry, and trying not to do it again. Mm-hmm. It, to me, you're doing, you're, you're stopping, you're stopping after the, the pleasure fact is done. You're saying the sorry, kind of, mm-hmm. but then you're going right back to it and you're not seeking any help, right? Okay. So I got a struggle of, of anger. What should I do? Well, I should probably confess that to a brother and ask that brother to watch me and keep me accountable, right? I struggle with porn. Hey, you know, m- 
Janiel, here's my phone. I want you to check it every day. Here's this. I'm signing up for this. I'm signing up for a triple X church. I'm signing up for, you know, whatever to watch my phone because I can't trust myself and I want to be totally open. And you set up these boundaries to kind of keep you from going back to that. So that, that shows somebody and, who's and, really and that's trying fighting the good fight, you know, right. and, and one of the things is the fact of you've already talked about, it, we got to keep moving forward, but we got to fight, try to conquer the sin as well. You know, where we, it's, it's one thing to just say, Oh, well, I guess I'm just a screw up. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep living this reality. Right. And, 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 and I've known good Christians who have, sadly committed suicide who have right. sadly given up the fight and, and done these different truths what because they just for for whatever reason I, I can't say why because i don't know but you know i think there's a reality of if if we're trying to defeat the sin in our lives that we are dealing with we have to understand that we have to um take responsibility for our own action like you said right. and actually fight the fight like, like, like i got uh, romans let me pull it up i got romans six here on six, sure 12 and 14. Yeah. Or it says, therefore don't let sin reign in your mortal body. It's, it's saying, don't let it right. fight like freaking right. fight. And that's, that's what real fast. That's what shows whether you're really truly repentant is if the fights in you or not. Well, like you got to fight right now. I do think there's a level of, and, and I think this is where a lot of Christians are actually at where they're like, all right, guys, I, I hear you. I'm trying to fight. I'm trying to deal with it, but how do I deal with the guilt and, and the shame of it? Because sure. there are some sin. Now, now I will say this. All sin separates us from God. All right. sin hurts our brothers and sisters, but there are some sins that are more grievous. Like, sure. like, like if I, you know, I don't know, I'm going to do something stupid. If, 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 uh, when you walked away, I stole your oatmeal and I ate your, I ate your oatmeal for breakfast and now you're screwed. Like, like that's, that's kind of dumb. You did what? I mean, I would never, cause I don't, I don't like, oatmeal. I'm thinking of my kids. Like my oh. kids are ridiculous. Like, like one of my kids ate another one of my kids popcorn when they walked away. Cause it was just there. So they ate it. Like th- that's, that's wrong. Sure. That is that is very wrong. But it's also a different level of grief to be married and have an affair. It's right. a different level to kill somebody. It's no. another thing to steal from them and embezzle. Like a pastor embezzling from sure. a church, that is more grievous than a pastor, um, I don't know, uh, just d- d- saying an unkind word to a church member. Like, sure. like very, those have different, completely natural you're, consequences. You're talking about you know? shame, the shame that comes along with the consequence. Yeah, because there's guilt. Like guilt's not a bad thing. Feeling guilty for your sin, I think that's the Holy Spirit working yeah. in our lives. But then, how do we shake off shame that comes with it? Because there's some people who do, I think, live in the shame of no one will accept me because of my sin, because of how. But bad see, I've that's up. so that's believing a lie, right? Shame is not totally bad, right? Because shame is almost like a schoolmaster, where like the shame, the thought of it brings back a little bit of shame. So, okay, I'll give you an example. Okay. So when I wasn't following Christ, uh, I had a buddy who him and his wife were fighting. I think I've told you this story. This is a long time ago. This I have is, a crappy memory, so I'm just going to pretend like I heard it the okay, first time. Yeah, I think I mentioned it in episode one. If not, I'm sure I've mentioned it somewhere. But uh, so I had this buddy, buddy, we were, we were acquaintances. Uh, he ended up getting in trouble going to jail. His wife filed for divorce. They were getting divorced. And I got messed up, went over to their house one night, got drunk. I wasn't following Christ, uh, got drunk, and I slept with her, right? Oh, so, so this was uh, – so but anytime I see that situation or I think of a situation or I think back to that situation, it still brings a little bit of shame and guilt, right? But what does that do? That keeps me, even though I don't live it. Does that it, keep you it, humble and keep you in it check? It keeps me in check, right? It keeps it makes sure that I have these bo- certain boundaries up to where I don't lead myself down that road again, right? Because mm-hmm. I go, okay, here's the stops I made along the way where I could have turned here, here, here. Even though I wasn't saved, it, it was a schoolmaster to me, right? It taught me something. Okay, I could stop, turn here. So I need to have a boundary up here. I need to have this boundary here, and I need to have this boundary here. I got three modes of protection before I would ever even get close to that. So these three, I should be able to be turned away. This is why, when we talked about this, I don't talk to women on on private message or anything like that. I mean, podcast is a little bit different, but that's like email and you have access to it right so that's a way to keep we both have keeps accountable to each other right like on my devices like i had to talk with a lot of but all my women per- for work but beth has access to all my stuff all my personal stuff if i if i text any woman message any women janiel's always on that right yep. and, and that's my, that's a roadblock that i put up janiel always has access to my phone at all times she knows my password she knows everything i'm on so there's a second there's a second block that i have up and then uh we have like a gps tracker in my in my car, right? That's three 
my three roadblocks just yeah, in my, that I instance, mean, Beth, right? Beth calls to so find my can, elf, my find my iPhone app, find my husband. Yeah, and so I can pull it back right, up. Right, so I've got yeah. so I've got um, the drive safe thing through State Farm, and then I have my location sharing on my phone. Right, so two two forms where she could always track me if she ever suspected, which I don't think she ever would. But and I don't give her. But, a but, but it's to, a but simple the, reality of. You're being wise. You're right, to because be I've learned, okay, these are the things that could lead me down that road. So I've got to set up this block, this block, and this block to keep me from going down that road. So even though it keeps me humble, and and when I think about it, I feel, I still feel semi-guilty to this day, but not in the guilt of like a, oh, I can't, nobody's going to love me. I can't believe that. Nobody's going to trust me. It's a like, man, I can't believe I did that. And, and thank God that he has died on the cross and saved me from that sin because that was an egregious sin. And, you know, going to that brother, I say brother, he was, he's not even saved, but I had to go to him years later and I told him about it and confessed it to him and apologize. It was only one time. It wasn't like it was a recurring thing over and over. Cause I felt such guilt when it first happened. I mean, I, I told my, I was 19 at the time. I told my dad, I told my church leaders, I submitted myself to the church and I wasn't even following Christ at the time. Wow. Uh, but I submitted myself because of the guilt that, that I felt over, I can't believe I did this to my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get the guilt that you live in, but Christ has saved and washed those sins away. You have to, at some point say, okay, what are the steps I'm going to take to make sure I don't fall into this again? Yes. It's got to be a schoolmaster at this point. So when I think about it, it's good that I remember it. And I think that's why we semi remember it, right? It's because it's a good reminder, right? If you think back to a, a sin you've committed you're going to go, man, this is what led to that. So I, I shouldn't do that again. Right. Whatever sin that may be to me. Uh, I'm trying to think of another example. So anger, right? So I know, uh, if I am not staying connected in God's word and staying connected through prayer on a daily basis, I tend to get angry quicker and be more short tempered. So what do I got to do? Okay. I get a devotion and i listen to podcasts. I try to, you know, just even like small things I can do. And I try to get more involved in that, but those are the at least small roadblocks I put up to try to stay connected with Christ throughout the week to try to keep me from doing this, right? And so that's what we have to do. And I think sometimes it's just having people in your life to speak truth into when you're dealing with it. Because yeah. like, I got stuff in my life that I still deal with, with guilt and shame with that. And and I mean, it probably doesn't a couple months go by where I, I have to wrestle with stuff that happened in the past and things that I'm dealing with. Yeah. And I had to talk with Beth about it. And a lot of time Beth goes, you know, this isn't, You've already dealt with it. You dealt with it properly. You don't need to live in that reality anymore. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Right. Let's go. And it's the fact of, you know, it's it's hard because sin does separate us from God. It separates us from others. But I think the devil tries to use our previous sins and the guilt and shame that comes with it to keep us separate away from other people that really could help us and, and bring us up and uplift us. You know? I think there's a, isn't there a scripture about that? He likes to remind us of our past. Uh, he's the great deceiver. I'm not sure if that's the one you're, you're, you're thinking through. Uh, you keep talking. I'm going to look for it. I don't have anything else to say besides whatever you're about to say. I have a quote um, that I'm going to read here at the end at the end, the end, the, the conversation on shame and guilt. So, so how about this? Why, while you're looking up that verse, I, I, I was thinking about guilt and shame because that's where a lot of the sin leads us to is shame and guilt. And I think a lot of people who are dealing with, how do I deal with the sin of my past life? It isn't just how do I conquer the sin, but how do I deal with the guilt and shame that comes up when it's either brought up to me or it comes up to my own my own natural thoughts. And so I have this, it's actually a long quote from Daniel DeWitt from uh, gospel coalition about the difference between guilt and shame. And so buckle up, let's, let's read this thing. All right, go ahead. It says as Christians, our guilt in his deepest sense is dealt with entirely when we are made right with God through trust in Jesus. This is what the Bible calls justification, which we've talked about a lot on the show. It is Uh, It is a quick and decisive event that happens at conversion, but the process of applying the truth of the gospel to our lives, what the Bible calls sanctification, is lifelong and can quite often be messy. Mm. Shame will haunt us long after we've dealt with our guilt, because if you look at the difference between guilt and shame, guilt is when you initially do something wrong, and shame is feeling that you are wrong because of the guilt that you have felt. So guilt and shame are, are different. My counselors had it work years with me on this one. Right. Um, it says, uh, shame will haunt us long after we deal with our guilt, but we cannot give it, uh, give into its game. We must confront both our guilt and our shame with the gospel of grace. That's why we must deal with our shame by reminding ourselves of how God has dealt with our guilt. 
Our guilt is objectively forgiven at the cross. Mm. In Christ, God has cast our sin as far as the east is from the west, but shame will refuse to acknowledge our new identity. Uh, may we not let it have the final word. The voice of shame will tell us that we are our sin and what we are the sin of others. We must reorientate our self-perception around the identity given to us by Jesus. We must counter the voice of shame with the gospel reminder that we're whole, we're new, we're loved, we're forgiven, and we're adopted. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. As we rehearse these truths in our community, we can begin to drown out shame's shrill accusations with songs and sermons of an empty cross, an empty tomb, a new life, and a reigning king. Yes, life is wild, or uh, life in the wild is tough, but we have good companions, a reliable guide, and the hope of a better city. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I love the Gospel Coalition. You got some good stuff, man. Did you find that verse? I did not. I'm guessing that I just did probably, you make it up. No, I probably heard it in a sermon where it said like, oh, "God, or when Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future." Because I just saw it when I googled it. So that's, that's what came up, up, and I'm like, "Man, that's a Baptist quote." I'm like, "Man, that's a Baptist." quote. I'm pretty sure I probably, but I did find well, a, that's also a Pentecostal quote. I bet you. I did find a a verse. I just want to. This is my final thought. All right, right then here. we'll do All fun right. facts right after your verse. So uh, uh, Philippians three. I'm going to start in verse ten. I don't know how far I'm going to read but I'm going to read it. it says my goal is to know him and the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Not that I have already reached the goal or I'm already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. That's what I'm going to stop. I like it. So to when me, you grab the plow, don't look back, baby. Just keep moving forward, right? Re- keep reach, uh, looking to reach towards the goal, which is eternal life. You keep moving forward. What was that Rocky Balboa? You keep moving forward. When, uh, when you get knocked down, you got to keep getting up there, kid. Yeah, keep moving forward. Time for Fun Facts with Philly. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that laugh, baby. All right, Rocky Balboa. What's the fun fact you got to end the show today with? All I right, haven't looked. Well, I haven't looked. So it's just a fun fact for me, too. Well, did you know your cartoonist Mort Walker? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you kept it. <laughs> so, cartoonist Mort Walker created a creator of Beetle Bailey. Came Beetle up, Bailey. Yeah. Came oh, up, oh, the comic strip. Yes. yes. Ca- came up with the names for the things we often see in comics and cartoons. Brefit, you know, Brefit. Is the dust oh, the cloud? Effect, right? Is a dust cloud? Well, it's, uh, it's in the comic. Is the dust cloud a character makes when he runs away quickly? Yep. Pludes are the beads of sweat when a character is under duress, and grolics are symbols such as pound sign, at sign, star, and percentage sign that stand in for curse words. So this guy made all those up for cartoons and for comics. Isn't that pretty interesting? That's actually really so. A cartoonist came up with all these like. <sighs> Yeah, right. And the, the, right. the right. boots, boots, boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats, boots and cats, boots and cats. Sorry. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that, that was good, man. So I am so excited that we were able what to. What are you excited about? to come together and discuss this today and that you guys have joined us for this ride. Uh, we, thought it was gonna guys, be a, we thought it was going to be a short ride, but did, that was a long it was, one. It was our standard Oof. ride. So I uh, hope you enjoyed the ride. Uh, keep your arms and legs inside the carpet at all times. Oh, wait, sorry. Until the end of the ride. <laughs> We're not done yet, folks. We're not done yet. But thank you guys for joining us. And if you guys want to check out more content from Fuller and Mark or Real Talk Christian Podcast, there's several ways you can do that. You can, one, go to our website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Mm -hmm. where we have all the shows and all the links to all the things. And a search bar. And a search bar that you works. You can search things. <laughs> you can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, but we don't. We're not active on Twitter <laughs> at all. Um, or YouTube. You can go there and subscribe, hit the bell notification, Ding. and to get notified when we're on. Uh, also, check out our Facebook group at Real Talk Podcast Community. 
Real Talk Christian Podcast Dang it. community. Oh, close, you threw so. me off. I mean, I know what it is. I'm there <laughs> yeah. all day. He's he's there. And listen, you probably won't see much interaction from me, but you definitely will from Mark. Uh, Instagram, you've kind of slowed down a little bit on, but because you're still, I put so I much. Stuff, it was. I mean, it used to be Instagram. Yeah, we we used to bump Instagram, but Facebook community has been cool because we get to know our actual listeners and hang out and talk with you guys. It's been a lot of fun. So yeah, go ahead and if you haven't already, go check us out at the community page. I love it. And if you have any question that you would like us to answer on the show, don't hesitate to email us, text us, DM us, whatever you got to do. We would love to answer your question on the show. Or if you have a question, maybe you would want the group to get some group discussion on. Don't hesitate to drop it in the group either. Yeah, and if you do not have a Bible, we still do have some CSB Bibles available. Some, we got a lot. If you need a Bible, reach out to us with your name and your address, and we will get that sent out. Also, please don't forget to leave us a review on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts or anything else because that's how we get in the ears of other listeners. Yeah, we got 25 Bibles, so we got plenty. Yeah, we got plenty. All right, guys. Well, hey, we love you guys. Come back next week for another episode. But hey, until then, take it easy.